Hello, welcome to episode 11 of Book Club Adventure. I'm Olivia and I'm Rachel and we are delighted to have with us today Bailey Gibson. She is, what is it, Bailey? <laughs> I'm the marketing assistant at Mar- HarperCollins. Yeah, marketing assistant at HarperCollins and also uh, you do work at Unity Books. Yep. Bookseller. Bookseller at Unity Books and you have quite a popular uh, Instagram, Bookstagram account. It's not popular. <laughs> <laughs> Let's say it's big. I can't say that. It's, it's just, yeah, it's you just have, a Bookstagram. I have one, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for coming along, Bailey. Today is, we're recording on the 13th of February, which means tomorrow is Valentine's Day. Yeah. So this episode is really going to be all about romance. Yay. Yay. Uh, first question I have for you is, how do you feel? Where do you sit? On Valentine's Day, um, for or against? For, <laughs> I love any opportunity to um, be given flowers. <laughs> oh yeah, for <laughs> gifts. Um, my partner and I casually celebrate it. We get each other gifts, but we don't make a big deal out of it. Mm-hmm. I hear right, you're Joel. against it, though. <laughs> I am against it. I'm not going to. I'm not going to. But when we're talking about romance, so now is not the time for me. <laughs> You're not against romance. You're just no. against Valentine's yeah. Day. Yeah. But Rachel, how- I love it. <laughs> I love it. I love any any excuse to celebrate any theme. I love any holiday. I love Easter. I love Halloween. I love Christmas. I love Valentine's Day. Because I grew up in Canada and every single holiday is like, it's huge. And mm-hmm. it's celebrated to the nines. Commercials. <laughs> yes. so i like i grew up getting valentine's getting valentine's day cards getting candy like every different excuse like you said to get flowers to get chocolate i'm i'm here for it i do i'm saying casually we casually celebrate it like mm-hmm. i don't need to make it a huge thing but this is my first valentine's day as a married couple so i am expecting a little bit more <laughs> a little bit um more than I usually would. Like, I'm like, a chocolate and flowers is fine. But this year, I'm like, maybe a little bit more than that. Because, yeah. Maybe I've just got all any of excuse to celebrate. <laughs> Love. Maybe you just need to give it a go. When you no, know. no. But okay. like I've just, every day is Valentine's Day. Like, is that why you think, is it like, why is it just one? I had rather receive flowers on a random day when my husband decides, I'm going to send my wife flowers because she's amazing <laughs> instead of being prompted. I'm not going to do this. <laughs> no. Fair. Okay, Bailey, let's ask you a question. <laughs> so we host, well, you hosted for HarperCollins a big event this last weekend. The event was called Romance Isn't Dead. And obviously the theme was love and romance and romance books. Um, and it was the first ever influencer event in New Zealand, hosted by a publisher. Um, how do you think the event went? Um, the feedback has been great so far. And also, we hosted it together. Who <laughs> <laughs> was Harbourcrans and Book Lover and Team and Total. Total. <laughs> yeah, we all worked on it together. Um, the feedback has been really, really lovely. and. Instagram and TikTok has been a blaze over the weekend uh, from everybody who followed with 
content. Uh, yeah, I think that's that's what we hoped for. Through. Yeah, yeah. Did yeah. You, what did you think? Can we talk a little bit about kind of how the event went? I guess maybe like talk us through from start to finish, like a really quick fire. Okay. Um, people arrived at five p.m. Uh, and we had heart-shaped balloons and decorations around, and Rachel set up this really awesome romance with table that looked beautiful and had a little confetti all over it, and our guests got to mingle. Uh, they were all book influencers, and one person from ZM came, and there were snacks, and then at 5.45, we came into the back room, and we had some author talks from Olivia and Chelsea Furiti and some author videos from some popular romance authors and a quiz and a raffle. And then everybody got a goodie bag uh, that I poured my heart and soul into. <laughs> and then they got to brown again. And so then some of us went out to dinner afterwards. I think it was, it was really fun. It was nice mm. because it was over like a shorter period of time like it wasn't it wasn't too long it wasn't too short it was just like a come and spend the evening in a bookshop um and talk about romance book. yeah <laughs> um so what was your inspiration for this event i think if you belong to the online book community you've probably seen events being held internationally by publishers usually they bring a whole lot of book influences into their offices or they hold a book launch the ones that i'm thinking of uh where they talk about all of their upcoming books for the next like six months to a year um and then there are proof copies sneakings yeah so that was sort of my like inspiration but i wanted it to be more focused than sort of there are a lot of coming books, and I want to work with other people on it as well. So, like you guys and Teetotal. So, how did um, Teetotal get involved? We work with Teetotal quite often. They're literally just down the road from our offices. Cool. <laughs> and um, so we we just we often do swaps. If you uh, look at our social media pages, both Teetotals and HarperCollins, we do giveaways of like books and tea across them it's a good match books yes. yeah <laughs> and shout out to teetotal because they're teas that they yeah. had on that one so the night we were amazing we're drinking them now still <laughs> yeah. yeah um so was the idea the idea was obviously inspired i guess by the influencer events and then the romance theme came after yeah Is that just based off the popularity um that romance books are getting at the moment why do you think that is why do you think romance books are kind of trending or, or growing in popularity i feel like social media platforms have given a voice to readers more more of a voice than what they've had in the past where it's just sort of been publishing companies putting out what they think people want to read um but social media gives readers a platform to be like hey this is actually what i want to read <laughs> Um, do you think TikTok has a big influence, I guess, on that? Yeah, I think Instagram started it off 
and BookTok has followed on from that. And it seems to be largely romance more than other romance genres. and fantasy. Mm, yeah. Romanticy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, on that note, how how would you define romance? How why are some romance books romance why are some books categorized as romance mm-hmm. and others not they might have romance they have romance in them yeah. but they're not a romance novel i'm gonna be honest i have no idea um <laughs> i've been listening to a different podcast um, we relax okay <laughs> i do i Drop do listen religiously <laughs> to the book of Amanda. um but there is a a romance author called Amy T. Matthews, who was a, a senior lecturer in creative writing at Flinders University, and she specializes in romance. And so she has a podcast called Love on Campus, which is her and two other PhD students looking at romance books and what defines the romance genre. And there's this whole list of like specifications that you technically have to meet. And it just, there's so much, and I feel like you can't really. It's so, I don't think out of any genre, it's the most broad. It is, yeah. It's just, yeah. I think like yeah. one of the specifications that they were looking at, because this is academically, was that it has to have a happy ending. <laughs> but I can think of so many romance novels that don't have like your typically happy ending. Yeah, like what classifies as a happy ending? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Because I thought I would say the Fault in Our Stars is a romance novel for me. Yeah. I was like, I was trying to think of like the first romance novel that I read in my mind. I think the first one that was like a love story that I got fully invested in was The Fall of Our Stars. Mm-hmm. But it's not a happy ending. And I don't think when it came <laughs> out, it would have been categorized as a romance. But then no, what else would you categorize it really. as? Like what was it? It was what just it as. Yeah, just I, I, just yeah, was okay. like, love story yes <laughs> it was it was a love story it was a sad ending but I think, yeah, I think John Green falls into that yeah sort of genre a lot really like even looking for love yeah. none of them yeah happy enough <laughs> but you wouldn't have them as romance no I, I think would I would not in this like, like personal preference I guess no. like a pub maybe a publisher mm-hmm. wouldn't say it was a romance but I'd be like it's a romance it's a love story but if someone reads romance and then you gave them that, they'd probably be horrified and say, that's not so. right, yeah. <laughs> because it hasn't got the happily ever after. <sighs> I, I just don't know. don't know because I feel like even though it's not a happily ever after, it was still one of the most beautiful love stories mm-hmm. I've ever read. And to me, love story equals romance. I'm inclined to agree with you. Because the book, They Both Die at the End by Adam Silvera, I would say that is a romance as well. Yeah. It does not have a happy ending. No. <laughs> if the title is anything to go by. <laughs> I feel the same with Mrs. It's. I would class it as a literary romance, but it's not your classic happy ending. But I don't think it's a sad ending either. Yeah. It's everything works out for the best for everyone involved yeah because sometimes there's like there's a love story where maybe the characters are the love but in the end they're not meant to be together is that a happy ending or is that not a happy ending yeah 
better than them staying together and not being happy. Or if they, yeah, or, or if one of, you know, one of them, like that's not happy and if one of them dies, that's, that's, that's really not that's that's happy. Not yeah. happy. Yeah. I remember I tried to, uh, was that, I was at the, I was submitting a story or something to a competition of the romance writers mm-hmm. organization. And um, they had outline of what it had contained to be called a romance and to be, well, you were judged on having these things in your story. And it was obviously HEA, Happy Ever After. You had to have introduced the love interests within the first chapter, ideally. And the main theme of the story had to be that romantic relationship. And none of my books fit anything I've written fit squarely into that, so I didn't enter any into the competition. But it's interesting that that's how they categorize it, and that's what you were being judged on. Because I guess none of that, how you would kind of define a romance book different from other, like a historical fiction, is the point of the historical fiction the love story, or is it? everything around the romance but it still has mm-hmm. romance in it and that's why it's a historical fiction novel and not a romance mm-hmm. well because I, I would argue just about 80 percent of fiction has some sort of yeah story. Love story. yeah it's just not categorized in my mind. yeah so what makes a romance novel a romance novel it's <laughs> <laughs> so how about happily ever after <laughs> and then like romanticy that's becoming such a big genre mm-hmm. And so that is that they've very clearly almost defined that as half and half. It's really not though. <laughs> like, yeah, how much is it? Is it? It seems more fantasy. This is a discussion that we have in the <laughs> office. <laughs> um, Me and Laura discussing this. We've read quite a bit of it, and we seem to think that it's a romance set in a fantasy world. So, to that sense, it seems like the romance typically tends to get a lot more attention. Than the world building uh, that you would see in just your standard fantasy novel. And I think sometimes it's a downfall. Uh, you want. You're compromising you, almost exactly. on the fantasy element. Yes. yes. And wouldn't it be great if we could have just a perfectly oh. even. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't mm-hmm. want the world building to fall short. Unless you're not a fantasy reader, then you're probably yes. fine with it. Yeah, which is why I think that 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 has become more popular and more almost it's almost more accessible. Yeah, because people who aren't fantasy readers and who might not necessarily enjoy a really intense world building yeah. novel, they're still going to enjoy a fantasy, a romance set in a fantasy world. Yeah, because you don't get yeah. that. And it's e- it is an easier read. Like I do mm-hmm. admit, when I start like a new fantasy book, my new fantasy series, and it's like fantasy, fantasy. Yeah, like it, it does yeah. get hard going. It does, um, but it's worth it because it's the fantasy genre, and that's why <laughs> I am reading it. Um, but I think that's why the romanticy genre is way more accessible, and and then therefore is it's almost like they're not not that they're not readers, but but people who aren't readers. Of it, fantasy, yeah, yeah, it's a stepping stone. Yeah, so mm-hmm. it's a stepping stone. Yeah, it's a yeah, it's a call. Um, it's a gateway drug. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> into book. I also think romanticy is still quite young, and as people really develop this genre, 
I think it will even out more. Hopefully. Okay. I'm hoping. I love world building events. Mm. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, on that note, any that you've read, I do that you've read, would recommend romance? Romantic. Romantic. Yeah. Just, um, <laughs> I read Feybound at the beginning of the year, which has just come out. Uh, it's by the author of this, The Final Strife, um, which is, this is, Fairies, elves, and humans, uh, all in one world, but the fairies aren't meant to exist. And so a couple of sisters sort of stumble upon this fairy world. It it was fun. <laughs> I think I still wanted a little bit more world building, but it felt very it still felt very original, which I like in a fantasy book. We kind of touched on this, but I wanted to talk about tropes. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's because it seems to be a romance thing, right? Are there tropes? Yeah. In, it's just a. Are there tropes in other genres? I don't know. I think there are. I guess you could say these things like procedurals, or you know, people. Yeah, yeah, the retired cop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> never retired, and never actually done with their job. Yeah, fantasy also, I feel. Oh, yeah. true. Is that? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, Renaissance yeah. tropes. Some Renaissance tropes. So, we thought it was really funny at the event that one of the questions in the quiz was, "Can you name eight romance tropes?" Yeah. And then mm-hmm. someone answered them, and we were like, "What is that? Is that? I've never heard of that one." And then everyone started kind of calling out. out. It was yeah. different tropes, and it was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but you've got beef with one trope. And I have beef with quite a few tropes, actually, <laughs> because I think they're spoilers. Yes. This is the a straight popular up opinion. Spoilers. Oh, yeah. And some people, yeah. 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 When you put on the blurb, enemies to I don't want to know. <laughs> they're enemies to lovers. <laughs> really? I want it to be a story build. I want to, like, want divine rivals. Divine rivals is described as an enemy to lovers but if i didn't know that going in i want to know like i want i want to like discover wanna, yeah and i want to think that they're rivals and maybe in my head i'm like oh are they gonna fall in love maybe they're not gonna fall in love maybe they are but i already know that they're gonna fall in love yeah it's an enemies to lovers book but like reading the dub do you not already get the sense that they're gonna like a little bit yeah, but like it's not like explicit like i feel like yeah, okay. enemies to lovers is like you're guaranteed like they're enemies to lovers yeah and i'm like no but like Maybe they're not. Maybe she falls in love with someone else. Maybe she needs, Ooh. you know, the brother or someone else comes in. Yeah. I don't know. And then, like, there's only one bed. I don't want to know there's only one bed until I read and I find out and they get there and there's only one bed. And then I'm like, oh. but if I know there's only one bed, I'm like, and I'm kind of like, sorry. I can't wait. That's an entire It's like, uh, it is the, oh. wait, is this an example of a uh, sex woman? If there's only one bed, right? I don't know. Yes, because so, <laughs> yeah, so someone, so, did someone? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, six part, yeah. yeah. So and then you just wait, what? Yeah, we, we were like, yeah. what is that? We just had to Google it. And it's <laughs> yeah. something in fan fiction writing that gets two characters, um, brings yeah. them together. Ah, so the bed is the pollen. 
I think so. I think this must be like in the moment. Like, like, I was thinking that it was actual. Like, yeah, I was thinking like it was like a fantasy thing, like a mm, like sex, like a sexy pollen that was in the air that like floated around. That's what I was thinking. Like, like oh, let's have sex because the pollen's touching them. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was hoping that it wasn't <laughs> that. It's literal, literally pollen, maybe from like a sexy flower. I don't know. I think they Google permission makes a little bit. Sense. It does. Oh, yeah. yeah. They bring it up. I did Google it. <laughs> Spend it. I think it's Yeah. Yeah. So there's only one bed with me. That it's so it's like, it's like an umbrella. So what are some other tricks? Um what was that? What else did they have? I didn't really um gosh. Well, somebody said adultery. That's oh, not a trope. No, that's just, that's just, that's that's just, just funny. <laughs> <laughs> the um the single dad. Oh yeah. Oh, that was funny. I was like, oh, I've never heard of that. Yeah, as a trope. I have friends to love us. I hate friends. Um, Give me the enemies to love us. Another one that I have issues with, I guess I have issues with all of them because I'm like, spoiler, but grumpy 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 girls in sunshine. Like, I want to find out that they're grumpy in sunshine. Like, by reading it, not by being told beforehand. These are the Mm -hmm. character characteristics. Like, this is what they're like. I want to learn that by reading it. I mean, I think people use them because... You read something, you love it. You know, you want you to want read more. another one. This is the easiest way to find another book like that. Um, so, yeah, so there's definitely very de- divisive. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah, because sometimes I do want, like you said, I would like to Google enemies to lovers and find all the enemies to lovers. Yeah. And then read them and be like, oh, I love this genre. But I wish there was a then maybe less it- spoilery way not you maybe want publishing companies not to be using tropes so if you want to be able to google enemies to lovers that's more of a like blogger situation where somebody's put together a big list of all of these enemies to lovers and on that note of publishers using things on Mm -hmm. um books to sell have they sell books uh ratings Oh, we were talking about spice writers, romance novels, but specifically, but just in kind of a general, like, should books have ratings on them? No, chili rating, spice (laughs) rating. Everybody has a different opinion of how spice things Mm -hmm. are. So, how do you come up with one universal? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, But I mean, you can come up with that with movies. What about do yeah, you? I guess. So, yeah. Right. How violent is it? How much blood? How much? How many Maybe instead of you know, one pepper to five peppers, you yeah. actually have like a like a, a, a PG thirteen. Sexy. Yeah. Fun. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. Rated R, explicit sex. Like, yeah. That kind of thing. I don't know if I worry too much about that. It's more the like cartoon book covers that make books seem really innocent i am all for us bringing back the like mills and boons uh, how boy yeah. yeah yeah yeah. The yeah. Yeah. yeah i think they're great you know exactly what you're getting yeah. for you're not gonna accidentally yeah. pick up something you don't want so why are the cartoon covers popular is it because yeah, i have no idea I'm only they don't like, like them. No, I'm not the only one. Maybe it's like more like publicly accepted. Like I you're reading a book like a Mills and Booth with that, and you're like, oh, I want to like cover the front covers. So yeah. No one knows I'm reading this spicy book. Yeah. But if it's got cartoons, you know, in a little pretty dress with 
sunglasses. And graphics at the same time. Anybody who reads those books is still going to know exactly what no you're shape. reading. Yeah. yeah. But they're coming up with um, like fabric book covers that yes. you can put on your books and have you can see what you're reading. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think we just need to bring back the Shayla smells and Rooney's covers. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Imagine how different the quarter stories would be. with media. I find it challenging as a bookseller. Okay. Because, uh, I had an example the other day. A mum came in with her daughter who's in school uniform. Mm-hmm. And the daughter wanted to buy Wi-Fi. Yeah. And gave it to the mum. The mum bought it to the counter to buy it. Yeah. And I had felt it was my duty to say to the mum, mm-hmm. just letting you know, this is quite steamy. Yeah. And the daughter looked dreadfully embarrassed. Yes. <laughs> it's like, oh, oh God. The daughter knows exactly what yeah. But she looked about 12. Okay, fair enough, yeah. So 12-year-olds are allowed to go into a bookshop and yeah. buy these books. But yes. their parents, I'm thinking dad's here, would be horrified because <laughs> I knew that they were reading them. Yeah. So you don't think there's a responsibility for us to have some sort of label on that? Um, Stop me from getting an irate parent <laughs> or grandparent coming back. Saying, but you, you knew it. about it. But right? I don't know every book. Okay. Yeah. Maybe, I mean, maybe it's when we're selling in books to you guys that you yes. know, we have to be like these and spicy or if we put them all under a certain imprint. Um, but every bookseller needs yes. to know that. If we've got yeah. casuals, that yeah, you know, there needs to be true. a sticker or something on the book, even just yeah. to alert them to it. Yeah, even not for the customer, for the bookseller. Like if yeah. there's like a code mm-hmm. on the inside that maybe customers don't yeah. know or even pay attention to. But as booksellers, we can look at it and go, okay, this is you know, yeah. this is M, this is R, this is. Mm. But I had another example as well. I had a customer come in. And I knew she was a high school student because she was, again, she was in a school uniform and she had a gift voucher that we mm-hmm. gave away to um, Tech Motor Grammar oh, yeah. um, as prizes. Yeah. And so they've been slowly coming in and using their gift vouchers. Mm-hmm. And she came in and she was buying Colleen Hoover's book, Too Late. I think that's what it's mm-hmm. called, mm-hmm. which we've been told as books. I was like, this is her this most massive. This is our own team. This yeah. is yeah. like this is yeah even violent yes. oh yeah so i sent that to her because i just felt like yeah. it kind of had to like i was like i don't know how old you like, you know she could have been 18 yeah um but i felt responsible yeah. like i felt like just so you know like this is colin hoover's like most explicitly rated book yeah. and um mm-hmm. and she looked at me like i was like her mother <laughs> so i was like I'm not trying to be your mom. I'm just like, I'm literally actually covering my own ass because I don't want you to come back in and be like, oh my God, I didn't know this book was like this. Because actually yeah. if I had read a book like that when I was 16 and I didn't know what I was getting into and I mm-hmm. started reading it and it had explicit content in it, I'm not the type of person that would go back to the store and be like, oh my God, how did you sell me this book? But I wouldn't yeah. be horrified. Yeah. And I'd be like, oh, I kind of wish someone told me that this book was like, well, you oh, said enough. to me as a reader, you'd love to know in advance when you picked up. Oh, personally, yeah. I would. It would like I have it. very, very, very low space levels. Like yeah. my um, when the fourth wing first came out, and mm. Brie read it, and she was like, "Oh my god, Rachel, you have to read fourth wing." 
it's amazing. And I was like, okay, but like, how spicy is it? Because yeah. I don't like spice. I just, I like kissing. I like romance. And that's, that, that's it. Shut the door. Right in I want a cigarette in the morning. Tell me. I don't want to black. Yes. And she was like, it's not that bad. Like, it's like, it'll be fun. <laughs> I read it. I think she said, I think yeah, she'll say it was mild. I think she said mild. Yes. Yeah. And I was like, like how many peppers? I can't remember how many peppers it was. But then I read it and I was like, maybe until like the last quarter. And then the last quarter, I was like, whoo, that is my definition of like lots and lots and lots of chili peppers. Like that was really spicy for me. But then for other people, it's not. And okay, so maybe we put like, you know, in the front, perhaps like some trigger warnings and one that just says sexually explicit or sexually explicit content. Do you consider that like is that a word like I? I don't because yeah, it doesn't it also first of all doesn't feel like much of a guy yeah. because it doesn't tell you how much. Yeah. But I don't I don't know if there is a way where you can say how much because i've been surprised how much you can get away with in ya oh yeah yeah Yeah. quite surprised i always forget on the podcast like you can't see facial expressions (laughs) or like hand gestures or eyes being like widened or mouths like dripping and i'm like my eyes are just like popping out of my head right now Mm -hmm. because some books that are ya and i'm like what but and there was that huge drama with the Sarah J. Mass. Oh, Before yeah. Guys and Roses, like years ago when it got all of it, when it was on the rise. And there were, you know, all of the online arguments about what sections it should be in. And I found this in the YA section of Wickles. And I found, you know. But it's so hard as a bookseller to know where to put it yeah. sometimes. And there you get so many. You can't yeah. keep track of everything. Yeah. Yeah. I think we should I am for trigger warnings at the start of books for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but not on covers. But not on covers. people yeah. hate like, you know, the soon to be a movie oh, stickers, yeah. Yeah. stickers, you know. Yeah. Now maybe on the back of yeah. the Thing the back, yeah. Or just like in the front pages, you know, where yeah. usually you have like a dedication. Just, but dedication, well, yes. But if like you, if you that's know, although if if you want to know how spicy it is, that's yeah, that's yeah. where you go. You will not should go there. Yeah. Oh, what was the first romance book you remember reading? Um, if you can remember, Angus Lowell's and Full Frontal Snapping by Louise Renison. I was obsessed. They made a movie as well. Um, I have not even heard of that. I'm sorry. Can you oh, say it again? Angus Songs and Full Frontal Snobbing by Lorraine Tyson. Great. Well, there's like eight oh. of them and they all have similar okay. titles. Um, and it's about a girl called Georgia and she's in high school and it's her and her best friends and it's them growing up and dating boys and just it's it's amusing. She gets into trouble and just very funny and but there's romance and yeah she dates all these different guys (laughs) which sounds terrible but it's it's so it's so funny there's a there's like a different guy for almost every book and she does eventually end up with one Mm -hmm. um but yeah i think like in the first one they refer to there's two brothers and the two best friends and like after them they call them the sex gods 
Um, it's very British, <laughs> very amusing. Um, and the movie has got a young Aaron Taylor Johnson in it, so very worth watching. What was the first one you remember reading? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, it was such a long time ago. <laughs> I don't know. I, re- I remember reading some of Mum's books, like The Thornbirds and Gone with the Wind and stuff like that. I definitely got heavily into the Diana Gabaldon series. Is that Outlander? Outlander that series, like, yeah, it was massive. But no, I can't remember. Are they romance books or are they historical fiction? Or can we Yeah. Are they historical fiction with romance in them? Or are they are they romance with, with, with history? That is the question. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We don't have answers today. No. <laughs> we just have a kind of we're just putting it out, out there in the world. Yeah. Um have we read any Mine is the former. The first one that I can remember me being like, oh my God, this is a love story. And like, you know, crying, getting really attached to the characters. And that I think that was genuinely the first book where I was like, ooh, this is what love is like. Like, I want this. Didn't have a happily <laughs> Maybe I don't want this. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> and then, and Twilight. Like, oh, yeah. I was yeah. in Twilight. And I put it off for years. It's like, I don't I want to read this book. It's way too hyped. Like, everyone was reading it. And I was like, nah, I don't want to be that person that's reading all the books that everyone else is reading. Uh, but then I read it and I did not put it down until I finished it. And I went to, uh, I went to a race, a car, car race, race car race. Uh, and I brought my Twilight book with me, and I'm sitting in the stands. All the cars are whizzing by, and I was that girl sitting in the stand with my Twilight book. Mel, have you read anything recently? I'm thinking in the romance genre, since that's what we're talking about today, that you would recommend? Um, Absolutely. Uh, There's a book coming out in April called Kit McBride Gets a Wife. It's by Mm -hmm. Amy Barry. Um, There's a little, she's a sister, she's 14, set in the, I don't know, like Gold Rush America. And her name's Junebug, and she feels that she has been dealt an unfair hand because she has to do all of the cooking, all of the cleaning for her four older brothers who do not thank her enough for it. And so she decides that the solution to this is to put an advert in the newspaper for a male older bride for, <laughs> for her older brother, Kit, without okay. his knowledge. And then, lo and behold, a male water bride shows up. And <laughs> that sounds brilliant. Yeah. And it's funny. And it's a safety net romance, which is when... Um, That's the trope? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I don't know if it's a trope. It's like a... Maybe more of a, like, a genre. Okay. okay. So, a romance book that you know is going to have a happy ending. You, you're not... Is like, that what safety net means? Yeah. Oh, okay. So, you know, it's going to catch you at the end. Everything's going to be fine. It's not a fault in your star situation. Oh, well. <laughs> yeah. What is the trope for that? Like, not a happy ending. Is, is there a trope? Um, I'm sure, like, not a happy ranger romance. Tragedy. Tragedy. Unrelated man, type situation. Yeah. But you don't romance. just read romance, do you? No, <laughs> no. I, I read quite widely and also i think what surprised me so much about kid mcbride gets a wife is that i'm not a huge 
I've, I try to read as many genres as I can, but historical fiction is probably one of my least favorite. Mm-hmm. And so a romance that is a historical fiction with a sweaty, muscular man at the center is not usually the type of book that I go for. <laughs> Um, but yeah. I, I loved it so much. So it like really took me by surprise. Yeah. But yeah. I feel like romance gets a bad rap. Absolutely. And I think it particularly, and I hope I don't offend people by saying this, but indie bookstores <laughs> don't, uh, in general, and I might edit this out depending on <laughs> what I say, don't, uh, they tend to discredit romance or like yeah. and almost not take it seriously as a genre. And not give it shelf space. Yeah. And I know a part of that is because, and I'm, as an experience, it's really hard to sell to your customers. Mm-hmm. So maybe your customer you were, base is different. Yes. That's what I thought you were going to say before when we said, and I may offend people by saying this. And <laughs> I was like, that's not what I thought she was going to say. I thought you were going to say, Milford. <laughs> bless your little soul but we we just don't get we sell romance we do not we don't have a younger demographic so it's not the ones that are big on TikTok and TikTok and, but yeah. we've got that new Julie Cooper and it's got yeah. it's called Tackle and it's got it's almost got yeah, the it's it's right right cover yeah. And, and yeah uh, I think you've sold a couple I mean, but otherwise I like, some of them go and like the Emily Henry's, they go. Oh, yeah. Um, Beth O'Leary's. I think it um, takes a couple of books like Emily Henry or Beth O'Leary to sort of bring romance to the forefront of people's minds again because yeah. it's romance isn't considered particularly highbrow. Mm. But those books are considered good by a large group of people. Yeah. I love them. Yeah. Mm. Have you read any Colin Hoover? Because I feel like she almost, correct me if I'm wrong, like she almost started the whole like rise in maybe not romance, but she just lost, she blew up TikTok. Like, yeah, and sales. And, she and she's been the huge. number one best selling author for more than many years now. Yeah. So she, Instagram, Bookstagram was where she like really started to. Uh, gain popularity and then of course all of that went under the book top mm-hmm. um but i have flipped through a few calling movements <laughs> we publish a lot of our work um mm-hmm. but from what i read i don't think that she is for me right um <laughs> I haven't read any i haven't either. i have started no. it ends with us i think i've started it like three times um and I've just never kind of been in the mood to finish it. But I've, I'm intrigued. Yeah. Because I'm like, well, like, she's popular for a reason. I think she's getting a lot of people who don't usually read to read. And I, I think a lot of us are hoping that she'll act as a sort of skipping stone for people who don't read. So I'll start with Colin Hoover and I'll go on to we'll keep reading yeah. other authors and Which other books. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, did you see one of the videos to come out from this event was Caitlin, who was Kate Literature, uh, 
to quote you said in your speech and said that um, if indie bookstores aren't stocking romance novels, it's because customers aren't coming in and buying them. And so you should go to your indie bookstores oh, and request and buy romance totally. books. Yeah. yeah, well, that's the other factor, isn't it? Yeah. They're going elsewhere to buy them. They get discredited really quickly. Mm. And there's trash out there, yeah. but there's also quality romance. There's a lot of trash crime, but people still get yeah. to go and pick it up. All right. Can we just end it? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Bailey. Thank you so for much. having me. <laughs> Never recorded a podcast before. Uh, you're a natural. Oh, thank you. That was great.